Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week, we're looking at a number of scriptures relative to the, the Christmas story to a degree. We looked yesterday at Isaiah 9-6, for unto us a child is given, unto us a son is born. Um, a child is born, a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. We read that a lot. So we're, we're looking at some dynamics because there's a, an aspect of understanding who Jesus is and his role currently that, that we miss because so often when it comes to him being a king, everybody relegates that, or at least most people relegate it, to when he comes back in the second advent and sits on the throne of David and rules from Jerusalem. But that's not the case. The government, Isaiah 9-6, the government is on his shoulders now. It's on his shoulders now. And we need to understand that. It's on his shoulders now. Uh, and of the increase of his government, verse 7, Isaiah 9-7, shall be no end. He is reigning governmentally now. And he has interaction with all the nations of the earth now. Now, we gave a, a quick uh, overview uh, yesterday of some things, and I just want to hit it again very quickly, is God is sovereign. And as a result, he is the king. And even in Revelation, it calls Jesus the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is that now. He's the king of kings now. Now, with that, he was born as a babe in Bethlehem, and, and we will get into what Pilate uh, and Jesus were, were talking about as far as his kingdom, because there's misunderstanding about that. There's misunderstanding about what Jesus actually said, and, and we're going to get into that. But, and I'll just throw this out, Jesus kingdom is in this world. It is in this world. The thing he told the disciples to go and preach, tell them the kingdom of God is at hand. It's right here. His kingdom is in this world. Now, I want to go to uh, Psalms chapter 2, the second Psalm, and we'll read verse 7 and uh, 8. Psalm, seven, Psalm 2, verses 7 and 8. Because with this, again, I'm wanting to show that Jesus is a king now. He was born to be a king. That's what he is. But the problem is we really haven't understood his kingdom. We think his kingdom is not in this world. But it is. It is. Let's read this passage. Psalm 2, verses 7 and 8. He says, I will decree the decree. The Lord has said to me, 
you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Now, if you will, we won't go there right now, but if you will look in Acts chapter 13, you will see that uh, Peter is talking about this passage of Scripture and says that this was speaking about the resurrection. Wasn't talking about him being born in Bethlehem. It was talking about the resurrection. That is what this is referencing. Today I have begotten you. You're my son. Today I have begotten you. Now notice, so this conversation that the Holy Spirit is allowing David to see into is a future conversation between the father and the son. You are my son. Today I have begotten you on resurrection day. And in verse 8 he goes on, he says, Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. What I'm wanting to say here is, is that the nations are not going to be given to Jesus at some point in the future. That when he comes and sits on the throne of David, the nations are not going to be given to him at that point in time. The nations were given to Jesus on resurrection day. The nations were given to Jesus on resurrection day. Again, read Acts 13. You'll see the reference that Peter has with this. And then when he said, you are my son, today I have begotten you, ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. Now, did Jesus ever say anything that would lead us to conclude that that happened? That it has already happened? Well, what about Matthew chapter 28? Starting at verse 18. All power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Heaven, Jesus is ruling in heaven. But he is also the King of kings and the Lord of lords on earth. Now, as we talked a little bit yesterday, he's already won the victory. The the spoils have been given to him. The nations are his. All power in heaven and earth has been given to him. But there are territories of the earth that are in rebellion. There are people in the earth that are in rebellion. That's why we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, particularly down about verse 19 and 20, tells us that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. In other words, all those sins, all those failures that everyone did, 
Jesus has wiped them away through his death, burial, and resurrection. The price has been paid. All you've got to do is accept him. You become part of the kingdom. And he said, and as Paul said, we as ambassadors for Christ beseech you, be reconciled to God. Now, again, so many Christians think that reconciliation is just somebody accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But the bottom line is God has a lot to say about life. He has things that he says about marriage. He has things that he says about raising children. He has things that he says about how you treat your employees. He says things about how you treat your family. He has things that he says about how you interact in the world. See, and at that point, if you are conducting yourself that way, then you have reconciled with God on those issues. But if you're acting contrary to that, then you have not reconciled with God in those areas. You're still doing your own thing. You're still living life the way you want to live life, how you feel, and you have not come under his lordship in that area. doesn't mean you're not saved. So, so many people... So many people think that there's, there's this line and on one side of the line you're saved and on the other side of the line you're going to hell. It, it's, it's not that fine of a line. You, know, you, you look at the Gospels and you look at uh, Paul's epistles and so forth and you'll see there, there's judgment that doesn't have to do with going to hell. You reap what you sow. You know, at that point, if all you eat is desserts, judgment will come on you. <laughs> you won't go to hell, but you'll get to heaven quicker than you should have from that standpoint. But that is a, um, that reaping what you sow is a very low form of judgment, if you would, but it is still a form of judgment. There's a lot of ways that we need to reconcile with God. We need to bring not only our eternal destiny and our faith into alignment with God, we need to bring other areas into alignment with God. We need to reconcile those. You see, the word reconcile is an accounting term. How many of you have ever reconciled your checkbook? You know, nowadays, fewer people do that just because of some of the technology and so forth and so on, you, you don't, you, you have a level of access that actually reduces the demand to do that. But back in the day, all you had was a once a month statement that came and here's what you've spent and you didn't know if they had it right or didn't. You didn't know if you had it right or not. And you would have to reconcile them. Well, what does that mean? That means when it was reconciled, the two things agreed. Now, I have actually had it one time where there was a mistake made by the bank on my account. And when I was reconciling it, it didn't come out right. And I saw they 
had deducted something from my account that I didn't spend that money. And so I called them. They fixed it on their end. And then it was reconciled. We were at the same place, the same conclusion. It said the same thing. It was reconciled. Now here's the good thing. God doesn't make mistakes. All the adjustments are going to have to be made on our end because we will be the ones out of alignment with him. But you see, the nations have already been given to Jesus. Ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. All power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He already has the nations. The bottom line, because God has given people a free will, there are nations, there are people that are out of alignment with Jesus. But here's the thing. The nations are his. And because they're his, everybody that is running them will have to give an account to him for how they ran them because they're his now. He's not waiting for them to become his. They're his now. Jesus is the king of kings now. He was born into the earth to become the king of kings. We celebrate his birth. The nations are his. God bless you. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 3.1.2 Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.